This morning, if you don't mind, you don't really have a choice in the matter. Um, I'd like you to go on uh, uh, the journey that I've been going on uh, for several months now with the Lord, just my own personal studies. Um, so we're not going to necessarily uh, be expounding, per, per se, any passage today or, or, or scripture. I'm just going to kind of take you through, like I said, this journey that the Lord has been taking me on. Um, and so, uh, like I said, bear with me and then hopefully we can we can make some sense of all this this morning. And, and uh, like I said, uh, hopefully this morning... Uh, you're encouraged, as I have been, and uh, and built up and edified as well uh, as a body here this morning. But let's uh, let's turn to First Samuel chapter 15. I'd like to just read uh, two passages here. First Samuel, please. First Samuel chapter 15. Just really quick, the historical context here, or the the context is. Um, Saul was told to uh, kill Agag, right? And all um, the people and the livestock, everything, kill everybody, and, and Saul doesn't. Saul doesn't um, listen, but, uh, of course, God sends the prophet Samuel to him. First Samuel chapter 15, we're just going to begin um, in verse 22. This is after Saul blames the people for why they kept everything. And Samuel says this in verse 22, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices? Saul's uh, excuse was, well, the people kept all of the livestock enemies so that we could offer sacrifices to God, even though they were told to kill them all. And Samuel says, Has, has the Lord as great delight in burnt sacrifices, uh, burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, <clears throat> and to heed than the fat of rams. This word heed is what kind of took me on my journey here. Um, this word heed actually uh, occurs hundreds and hundreds of times in Scripture. In fact, I'm not sure how many times it occurs because, one, when I use my power Bible, it tells me to truncate it because there's too many of them. Uh, and when you go to Strong's, because they're translated in so many different ways, uh, words like attend or obey and things like that, um, that it's all through. But this word heed is very interesting. Um, two of the main pretty much general uh, words are uh, kashab, which means to prick up the ears. Um, it means to hearken, uh, to attend, to cause one to hear. Uh, to give heed, to incline, to mark well, or to regard. Uh, the other one, which is very, very similar to, is Shema. Shema, and it means to hear intelligently, often with implication of attention, obedience, and so on. And so that's why many times this word will actually be translated obey. Okay? As you see here, uh, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of Rams. Turn with me to Jeremiah, please. Jeremiah for another portion here. Jeremiah chapter 7, please. The Lord again speaking to his people through the prophet uh, Jeremiah here. 
chapter 7, verse 22. He said, listen, I, I did not speak to your fathers or command them in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices. Interesting, he kind of did, right? <laughs> but what he's saying is there was something more here, right? Certainly when he brought them out of Egypt, there were burnt offerings and sacrifices that they had to uh, do, and they had to do correctly. But he says, listen, I, I did not have to speak to your fathers about this, but this is what I commanded them. Verse 23, saying, obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people, and walk in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well with you. Yet, they did not obey or incline their ear. But they followed the counsels and the dictates of their evil hearts and went backward and not forward. Um, God told them, obey my voice. Obey my voice. Uh, we always talk about all the time, you know, it's better to obey than to sacrifice. And, and obedience is what God wants. But he wants us to obey his voice. His voice. It's not about sacrifices. Um, that's not the important thing. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 4 through 10, we see Jesus Christ is the perfect example of that. Where Jesus Christ says, listen, I have come to do thy will. Okay? Um, the context there was, wasn't about sacrifices. Jesus said, listen, I, he was the epitome of what it meant to obey the voice of God, to do his will. And so this morning, if we can, I know I shared from Psalm 95 this morning. Um, and so our prayer, we're just going to open up a word of prayer here, is that here in Psalm 95, the psalmist says this, Today, if you will hear the voice of God, don't harden your hearts. I'm praying this morning that those of us who have ears to hear the voice of God, okay, that we would hear him this morning. Because many mornings we sit here and we think we heard a message, okay, but you just listen to a guy up here talking. You didn't obey the voice of God. And many times often, um, as we're going to get to, sometimes, uh, be, maybe because of the guy who's up here, you know, uh, you know who I am, um, or just because of circumstances in your own life, we harden our hearts. We don't listen to the voice of God. So I would just say today, if you will hear his voice, would you please be willing to hear the voice of God and not harden your hearts? Our Father in heaven, uh, we know that we need your help with that. Uh, we need the Spirit of God to uh, humble us this morning. Lord God, we know that um, those who are not of God cannot hear the words of God. So we would pray that uh, this morning, those of us who are of God, that you would allow us to hear your voice this morning. And not just um, listen in, in a way that's unintelligent, Lord, but that we would listen intelligently, that we would attend to these words, Lord, that we would obey them. For we read in your word that we don't want to be just mere hearers, uh, but we want to be doers of your word. And so help us to listen in that way this morning, that we would do what you tell us. We pray these things that you may be honored and glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, one of the things I've been doing too is I've been looking at the book of Proverbs. I've been studying the book of Proverbs. And um, in Proverbs, these, this word, uh, heed, 
Uh, again, translated in different ways, but the same word, either uh, kashab or shema, occurs 36 times. 36 times in the book of wisdom, right? In Proverbs. Um, and we're going to be going back to that in, in a moment. But turn with me, please, to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. John chapter 10, we're going to begin in verse 1. The Lord Jesus speaking, he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. So we got two people here, right? We've got the shepherd and the thief. In verse 3, to him the doorkeeper opens, and listen to this, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Verse uh, 7, please. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All whoever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. And in verse 16, And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Did you catch this here? There are two voices here, aren't there? There are two voices. There's the voice of the shepherd representing the Lord Jesus. And there's the voice of the thief. And I believe that's Satan. Someone who is in opposition to the shepherd here, right? And listen, it's always been about two voices. It's always been about that. From the moment moment Satan allowed sin to enter into God's creation, it's been two voices. It's been God's voice and those which oppose God. That's all it's ever been. In fact, we read here in John chapter 18, verse 37, it says, Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Everyone who is of the truth. And in John 8:47, it says, He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. We read in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, it says, that in Him you trusted after you heard the word of truth. And having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. And of course, we know the famous verse, right? That faith comes by reading, right? Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It has always been about that voice, guys. It has always been about that. For each and every one of you, you came to a point in your life where you heard... God's voice. And you decide what to do with it. Now listen, there may be some of you in this room right now this morning who have never believed. Maybe you have heard God's voice, maybe you haven't, but you have not still trusted. And therefore, you are not, as it says here, um, of God. 
My prayer for you this morning is that maybe in some way God could speak to you this morning, right? That you would hear God's voice and you would trust in him, that you would give your life to him. Because the Bible says here that if not, then you can't hear the words of God. You're not hearing it. And again, like I said, in fact, if you're not hearing God's voice, you're hearing someone else's voice. Satan, who opposes God in every way. You remember Judas, right? Judas heard Satan's voice. Even though he actually got to listen to Jesus' voice every day, he decided to heed Satan's voice right, and betray the Lord Jesus. How about Peter? Right? He's listening to Jesus, and yet he decided to listen to to Satan's voice. Remember, Jesus was telling him that he was going to have to suffer and he was going to have to die. And Jesus said, oh, no, Lord. All right. And Jesus had to rebuke him, didn't he? He said, get behind me, Satan. How about the high priest, right? The one who is supposed to be a servant of God. Right. In Mark chapter 14 and Matthew 26, he heard Satan's voice. And when Jesus said that he was the son of the blessed, he said he was what? Blaspheming. You're a blasphemer. How about even the leper? Right? In in Mark chapter 1, we have a leper who was healed by Jesus, and Jesus told him specifically not to say anything to any man. But I believe the leper listened to Satan's voice, and he went and told everyone. You know what happened? The Bible tells us that Jesus could no more openly enter into that city because this guy had to open his mouth. You see, every day, guys, you have a choice. There's always two voices. Listen to the voice of God or to the voice of Satan or that which opposes God. There are many voices that we hear, right? You have voices from the newspapers. How many of you still read newspapers? Anybody still read newspapers? (laughs) I'm sorry, Mom. All right? My wife still reads the newspaper, right? Right? But you can throw anything you want in there. Right? Every day you guys are reading something. Right? That's voices that you're listening to every day. Right? The radio. I listen to the radio. I listen to the secular radio. I like my sports radio. But listen, there's voices that you're listening to. You're filling your mind with every day. The television. Man. Voices. Voices. Joan doesn't watch TV. Right? And but those of you that watch TV, listen, those are voices okay, that you hear every day. Okay? How about your flesh? Does the flesh have a voice? You better believe it does. Okay? It talks to you every day. Okay? You have to listen to that voice every day. What about your feelings or emotions? Do they speak to you? Yeah, these, listen, you don't understand how many things you have to listen to during the day. All these things. How about your circumstances? I was just reading about this guy, Andrew Brunson, right? He's got to hear that every day that you're a prisoner in a Turkish prison. Everybody's forgotten you. There's no way you're getting out. Maybe God has forgotten you. But you allow your circumstances to speak to you too. How about our desires? Right? Our desires, our voices that speak to us too. How about um, the people around us? Do we tend to listen to people's voices around us? Yeah. You see, the world's voices, 
whatever form they come in, whether it's television, whether it's radio, whether it's um, our circumstances, our feelings, our flesh, the world's voices always lead us away from God. Always. The world's voices will never lead you towards God. Never. They will always lead you away from God. So there are many voices that we hear. You know, I had a uh, a debate with my my daughter. Uh, She wanted to listen to a certain song, a secular song. And in our house, they're not allowed to listen to secular music. But she said, Dad, what's the difference between me listening to a secular song and you watching that movie that you watched? I said, a huge difference. I'll be quiet and go to bed. (laughs) Right? I learned a valuable lesson that day, right, is that we all listen to voices. There are some that we're, for us, it's very easy to say, no, I'm not going to listen to that voice. But over here, I'll listen to it. We have to be very careful of the voices that we listen to. Um, Because I said, the world's voices will never lead us towards God. They will lead us away from God. Not only that, but many times these voices, they, not many times, they do. The important thing is they blot out or they suppress God's voice. So not only are these voices in opposition to God's voice, but what they're trying to do is they're trying to suppress and blot out God's voice so you don't even hear it at all. That's what they're trying to get you to do. In fact, I'll try to illustrate it this way. It's, um, in my classroom, uh, when they first come in the morning from about 8.45 to 9, I've got kids driving at different times, and they know when they come in, they have a Chromebook. They can open up their Chromebook, and they can go on these, um, I don't know what you want to call them, um, these services that the district purchased, the, these games, I guess, uh, for reading and for math. And, um, but my kids in my classroom know. So they, they've got their earbuds on, and they're on their Chromebooks, and they're, they're kind of starting the day until everybody gets there. But it gets to a point where everyone's arrived, and I have to do lunch count. Okay? And so they, believe it or not, kids have like four choices now for lunch. You know, you can get like a hot lunch or a sandwich or a salad or a bagel at, I don't know. So when I call on them, they have to tell me if they want A, B, C, or D. So it never fails. I've got this one kid, Niles is his name. And no matter how many times I tell them, listen, remove the earbuds, okay, close your Chromebook, uh, because i got to do lunch count. When I get to Niles, right, I say, Niles, there's no response. Niles, still nothing. Now, what I notice is what happens is, without even asking them, the two kids on either side of him start going like this, nudging him, and he's still like this. <laughs> so eventually, he realizes what's going on, huh, 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 and he'll take the earbuds out, and I'll say, Niles, and he'll go, yes, Mr. Cliburn, right? Because, you see, I, those earbuds are like these voices that the world wants us to hear all the time. They suppress, right? They blot out the voice that you should be listening to, right? He's not trying to be disobedient to Mr. Clifford. He's not trying, he's just, he's listening to this game or whatever it is, and he cannot hear me. And so that's the thing. They, they try to blot out, like, one of those I think of is fear. Right? Fear wants to blot out or suppress God's voice. Right? It doesn't want you to hear God's voice. It wants you to be anxious. It wants you to be fearful. Uh, pressures. Right? Pressures in life. Pleasures. Right? Pleasures. Man, they're so loud. Remind that they, they want to just completely suppress God's voice. Lusts, riches, right? The cares of this world. All of these things want to blot out the voice of God or suppress God's voice. 
So my question to you this morning is this. Which of these, I'm going to give you a list here, which of these voices is louder to you? Which voice do you follow? Which is louder? The voice of what people think of you and you wanting to be liked or the voice of God? And you don't have to answer this. Which voice is louder? You know, you remember um, Pilate, right? Pilate, he was convinced that Jesus was innocent. He was convinced. So why did he turn him over? What voice did he listen to? The people. He listened to the voice of the people, right? Here was a man of power. He was convinced that this man had done no evil, and yet he made a decision based on the voices of people. He wanted to keep his position, right? He wanted to be liked by the people. Which is louder um, to you? The voice of laziness or the voice of God? Man, this is a tough one for me. Right? How many times do you have that voice? I know I should do this, but I'm tired. Or I'd rather not. Which is louder to you, the voice of anger or the voice of God? Listen, John, you don't understand. I have a right to be angry at this person. Do you? Because actually the Bible says that you can be angry, but you can't stay angry. Why are you still angry? Because we keep listening to that voice, right? We keep, instead of the voice of God that says, listen, God is someone who's not only slow to anger, but he will not stay angry. How about this? The voice of deceit or the voice of God? I'm deceitful. Okay? It's, been, it's been good married to Amy. She's, she's tried to steer me in the right way, though. But I, listen, it just comes naturally to me. You know, to not tell the whole truth, to tell a little white lie, to do something that makes me look better than really I was, or whatever it is. Okay? We love to deceive ourselves and we love to deceive others. But what voice is better to listen to? In fact, Proverbs chapter 17, one of these verses that I told you about that uses this word, it says this, A wicked doer gives heed to false lips, and a liar gives ear to a naughty tongue. That's what the wicked doer does. The wicked doer and the liar, they heed false lips and a naughty tongue. Which is louder to you? The voice of your desire for success or the voice of God? And that could be anything, right? I'm not just talking about that you're on American Idol or something like that. Okay? For you, you, you judge success in this way and that is what you're listening to all the time. The desire for that success, whatever it may be. Or are you listening to the voice of God? How about this one? This is interesting. Which is louder? The voice of just not caring or the voice of God? Because I've come across so many Christians today that say, you know, they just don't care. They don't care. I don't, I don't understand that. Okay? They, they've got to a point, and, and rightly so, they've gotten to a point where they've dealt with God's people so long that they're like, listen, I just don't care anymore. Man, what voice is it? That's not God's voice. How about the voice of the cares of this world? The voice uh, of your desire for money? The voice of the lust of the flesh? 
the voice of happiness? How about the voice of not wanting to change? I can't tell you how many I've come across, you know, that just don't want to change. Okay? Listen, every one of us should be changing all the time. We're creatures of habit. How about this one? The voice of not wanting to offend someone. Or the voice of God. Listen, you know preachers, right? Us preachers, we hear voices all the time. Not in our heads. Okay? But we hear the voices all the time and say, hey, listen, do you really want to give that message? You give that message, nobody's going to come up and say, hey, man, great message afterwards. Hey, they're going to choose James as a better speaker than you if you say that. Okay? We, we go through these voices all the time saying, listen, why don't you say something that makes them laugh? Then they'll really like your message. Right? Say something that entertains them. We listen to those voices all the time. Instead of saying, sometimes God said, listen, I want you to say what I want you to say and it's going to offend them. They're not going to like your message. But we listen to that voice sometimes too, right? When we know a brother or sister is sinning, we know that God has put you in their life to come and, and say, listen, I love you, but what you're doing is wrong. And you know that, you know what? At that point, your friendship might be over. It might never be the same. What voice do you listen to? The voice of bitterness, envy, jealousy. The voice of covetousness. I was going to read this one, but I'm not going to. The voice of gluttony. Um, I know Sean was listening. Which is louder? These voices or the voice of God? You gotta ask yourself. Maybe some of these, the voice of God is louder, but maybe others, these voices are louder. How about even loved ones, right? This kind of is what led me on my journey as I was reading through the book of Genesis. And I was amazed at how many times someone heeded the voice of someone and it led to disasters. Right? Go all the way back to the beginning. Right? Eve. Here's Adam and Eve. They were heeding the voice of God. And so one day, Eve decided to heed the voice of who? The serpent. Right? And if that wasn't enough, it says right in there in Genesis chapter 3 that Adam heeded the voice of his wife instead of the voice of God. How about Abram, right? God promised Abram a son. This would be the promised one. Didn't come when Abraham and Sarah thought it would happen. And so what did Abram do? He heeded the voice of his wife. Now, I'm not saying, husbands, you shouldn't listen to your wives. Okay? There's a lot of value in that. But okay, in those cases there, they did not heed the voice of God. They instead heeded the voice of their wives. And look what happened. Pilate, on the other hand, he should have heeded the voice of his wife. You remember? He said, listen, honey, have nothing to do with this guy. I'm telling you, this is bad news. He said he did the voice of the people. False teaching. Right? And this is really kind of gets to the, the crux of it. Is, is, um, the Bible talks about this a lot. Is in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, it says, Take heed, there's that word again, take heed that you not be deceived. It says, for many will come. Many. Listen, we're living in a time, brothers and sisters, where you have access to all kinds of voices that even come under the name of Christ. 
all kinds of voices. That does not mean that it's good. It says that, take heed that you not be deceived. In fact, in Acts here, Paul says, this is, I know that after I leave, savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So be on your guard. Remember that for three years I never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. Isn't that amazing to me? It's so sad that these wolves, it says, were among them. And they would rise. These are, these are your own men will arise. So you've got these men, right? Wolves amongst the flock and they will rise. They, they, they could be in my position right now. They could be in a position of authority or teaching or whatever it is. And he's saying, listen, be careful. Be careful. Don't just think, hey, because, you know, he's a teacher here. That must have been okay what he just said or what she said or whatever it is. We've got to be very, very careful. False teaching will come in. Take heed that you do not be deceived. You know, um, I'm thankful this morning that James and I, we are alive. Uh, in case you don't know what I'm referring to is, I don't know if someone heard the tragic news yesterday that three duck hunters right in the same water where we were yesterday lost their lives. Okay? Um, but these duck hunters... Um, one of the things they like to do is when they see a duck swimming towards them or a duck flying in the air, is they have what we call duck calls. And we have all kinds of duck calls. I have like six in my bag. None of them work very good, but whatever reason. Okay? And what we like to do is when we see that, that duck flying by or swimming by, right, we will give it a call. And I can tell you that most of the time when James and I do it, it's ineffective. Okay? But usually when my dad does it, or every now and then we'll get lucky, you will see that bird go in one direction and then stop, turn around, and come into us. Now why is that? Well, because they heard something, right, that was familiar. They recognized that call not knowing that it would lead to their destruction, to their demise, to their death. We have to be very careful of these voices that are constantly vying for our affections all the time. The voices of the world, but even amongst the church as well. There are voices that are in error. They're contrary to God's voice. And we have to be very, very careful what we're listening to. Paul says, be on guard. Be on guard. For many will come. Many. So, question is then, what do I need to heed then? Right? we got all these voices. Right? What is it then that I should be attending to? What is it that I should be hearkening unto? Right? What is it that I should be obeying? Right? Because I don't want to be listening to these voices. I want to be listening to the voice of God. And so we know that, I'm not sure if anybody had this this morning, but God did not speak to me this morning in an audible voice. Okay? This voice of God is a mystical thing, right? It's a weird thing. Right? God is not in the habit of just coming up to you and saying, hey, good morning, how are you? Okay? 
how does God speak to us and, and how or what? What are the voices that I need to heed? What are those? Again, I'm just going to be looking at Proverbs. Just Proverbs. I'm sure there's other ones that you can share with me. But using this actual word, heed, or attend to, or to obey, there are like four or five here that the Bible says, this is what you should be heeding. This is the voice that you should be heeding. Okay? All right. Isaac, Sydney, Bella, Trey, and you guys ready for this? First one, the instruction of your father and mother. Over and over again in Proverbs, it says to heed the instruction of your father. And do not despise the instruction of your mother. How important is that today in the world that we live in, right? How many children today do not heed the voice of their parents? Listen, it's all through there. Uh, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8, it says, My son, hear the instruction, that word hear is that same word, of your father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Proverbs 4, verse 1, it says, Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend, there's that word again, to no understanding. Listen, young people in here, if you want to get understanding today, God has put your parents in your life for a reason. You have to heed the voice of your parents. You have to. In addition to other ones that we're going to talk about. But it's so important that we heed instruction. Now listen, even young kids who are growing up in an unsafe family, there is instruction that needs to be heeded from parents. God has given a mother and a father um, to children. And there's a special role there. There's a special responsibility that God has given them. And so certainly... Right When we read these verses and we listen to this, we think, man, right away, I'm like, man, how am I doing as a parent? Right? My kids are going to heed my instruction. What, what am I teaching them? What am I showing them? You know, we've heard this many times, right? What parents allow in moderation, your children will excuse in excess. You've got to be very careful, but especially the young people here, still living under the, 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 the roof of their parents there. Very important that we heed and attend to and hearken unto the instruction of your parents. Extremely important. But what else? Counsel. Counsel. Um, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15, it says this, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. Proverbs 11, verse 14 says, Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. I had a conversation with someone recently where they were making a big decision. And I said, well, who have you counseled? I counseled the Lord. I'm like, that's great. No, that's really good. But no, who else have you counseled? I counseled the Lord Jesus. Okay, yes, I got that. Clearly they were upset that I I asked them to what counsel that. And clearly they had not looked to counsel. Listen, guys, the Bible says... You need to look to counsel, right? Anytime you make a decision, anytime we're trying to hear these voices, you need to go to someone that you trust, that you respect, someone who has an expertise in that area, and say, listen, I'd like to run this by you. What do you think about this? But it seems like we've kind of forgotten to do that. I don't know if it's pride on our own part that we don't want that person to think, hey, I I can't make this my own decision, or we just, listen, we don't want people's counsel. Right? We want to make this decision without anybody knowing what we're doing, so that way, if I make this decision and it's not what they would have counseled, then I'm still okay. Man, it's not wise. 
It's not wise. As we're trying to heed God's voice, God will sometimes use godly men and women to counsel you. We have to heed good counsel. And it's got to be good counsel. <laughs> be careful who you go to for counsel. But don't avoid counsel altogether. That's a voice that we should be heeding. Not only that, but we should be voiding. Voiding. That was weird. Uh, she heeding. Be he- <laughs> Hold on here. Let me get some water here. We should be heeding the voice of teachers. Teachers. Here it says in um, Psalm, uh, sorry, Proverbs again. Proverbs chapter 5, verses 12 to 14. Look what he says. He says, And say, How have I hated instruction, and my heart despised reproof, and have not obeyed, that's that same word there, the voice of my teachers, nor inclined my ear to them that instructed me. I was almost in all evil in the midst of the congregation and assembly. And remember, we just read in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, right? It says that they're going to have itchy ears, right? And actually, after that, it says that they're going to heap up for themselves teachers. That's one of the signs of the end times, is that people amongst different congregations, they don't want to listen to the teachers anymore. They're going to heap up for themselves their own teachers, and they are not going to heed their teacher's instruction. Listen, it's kind of weird to say, but you may not like me, or Greg, or James, or Danny, or Brian, or whoever else comes here. But for whatever reason, God has ordained that these are your teachers. And I'm just speaking from the pulpit ministry. There's others who have teachers too. We have people that teach on Wednesday nights, people that teach in various other things, and women's Bible study. But these are the teachers that God has given you. And here, Solomon writes that there was a time, he goes, I hated instruction. I despised my teachers. And he realized, he goes, that was a mistake. That was a huge mistake. And then we read that in end times here, there are going to be people who do not want to hear instruction from their teachers. They're going to heap in themselves their own teachers. I'm not going to listen to you. Be on guard. What voices are you listening to? We should be heeding the instruction, not only of our father and mother, not only of good godly counsel, but also be heeding the instruction of your teachers. That's who you should be listening to. Along with that, too, I couldn't believe how many times um, that same word was used for instruction. Take heed to instruction. Take heed to instruction. We need instruction, every one of us. We need to be instructed in things. But here we kind of saw it, too, but there's also... Uh, many other verses, too, that said that you need to hear reproof. You need to hear it. None of us like to hear it. Okay? We never like to be reproved by someone else. Never. It's not fun. But it's necessary, right? It's healthy. And here, if you, you need to heed the instruction of your teachers and sometimes the reproof of your teachers. We need to heed that. But most importantly, one of the things you'll see throughout the Proverbs here is that wisdom cries out. And she says, listen, take heed to me. Attend to wisdom. Hear wisdom. Here it says in Proverbs chapter 1, it says, Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. 
She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit upon you, and I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called, and ye refused, I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. In Proverbs chapter 2 it says, So that thou incline thy ear unto wisdom, and apply thy heart to understanding. We need to um, attend to wisdom. But even as we say that, we clearly know that there is wisdom that can be um, acquired through godly parents, uh, through godly counsel, through godly teaching, things like that. But I want us to stress one point that I think is very important here is that wisdom is really the personification of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who we need to heed. That's the voice that we need to listen to, the voice of Jesus Christ. How often Jesus cries without. How often has he uttered his voice in the streets? How often have the scorners delight in their scorn and the fools hate knowledge? And yet Jesus cries out. You know, the Bible says that in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom. All the treasures of wisdom. In fact, we also read in Colossians that Christ is the wisdom of God. He is the wisdom of God. That's the voice that we need to listen to. We need to listen to the voice of Christ. The voice of Christ is right here. It's right here for each and every one of us. Jesus Christ wants to speak to you. He wants to cry out to you. He wants you to hear His voice. In 1 Timothy, you don't have to turn there, chapter 4, verse 13, it says this, Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. These are ways that you can hear the voice of Christ. How are you doing with your reading? How are you doing with reading the Bible? You know, one of the things that was encouraged to me is, you know, read the Bible slowly. How many of us read it quickly? I do. I try to quickly get it in so I can say I have my quiet time before I run off to work or something like that. Or sometimes I'm reading something, I'm trying to look for something. You know, how often do we stop and intentionally say, you know what? I'm going to slow down here. One of the things that Joe Candelora encouraged me with was uh, Bible Project, a little app, right? And every time you go to a new passage, what does it say? It says relax or take a deep breath. I always love that. It's a good reminder. Okay? Slow down. Read the Bible. Let Christ speak to you, right? But he also says exhortation and to doctrine. There is that encouragement, that exhortation sometimes that we need, that reproof, right? And then also doctrine, the teaching. Don't neglect the teaching. It's so important. These doctrines, we're doing the basic Bible doctrines on Wednesday night, how valuable they are. 
Some of you have never learned the basic Bible doctrines, and you had an opportunity and still have an opportunity to come out and hear just basic Bible doctrines. It's available to you. He says, till I come, give attention. That's that same word again. Take heed to these things, to these things. Listen, brothers and sisters, Isaiah chapter 50 says this. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I, will, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. May God awaken our ears, right? As we said before, today, if you will hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. As this uh, prophet says, don't be rebellious. Don't turn away. Okay? Allow the voice of God to speak to you. Okay? Take time. I would encourage you, if you get a chance today or this week, take a moment, quiet yourself. Try this. I've actually tried it. It's, it's interesting. Okay? Quiet yourself and see which voices are louder. Think, see what comes to your mind and comes to your thoughts and comes to your heart. It's convicting. It's sobering. We have all these voices all the time that we listen to and we heed and we give attention to all the time. We are not allowing... God's voice to speak to us. There's Elijah there, right? The earthquake and the whirlwind and all this other stuff, right? He didn't come out until he heard that small whisper, the voice of God. He didn't come out. Many of us, we, that, that voice is blotted out. It's been suppressed because of all these other voices that we got going on in our lives. Take time to reflect on which voices are the loudest for you. Which of these voices are suppressing God's voice in your life? Isaiah 66 says this. It says, The sound of noise from the city, a voice from the temple, the voice of the Lord who fully repays His enemies. Speaking of a time where God was going to send the Babylonians and then the Romans to defeat Jerusalem, to destroy the temple. And he's talking about this, the noise that was going to happen as they were destroying Jerusalem. The walls were coming down and destroying the temple. But he says here, he says, the voice of the Lord. Okay? The voice of the Lord is all that matters. That's all that matters to each and every one of us. You go all the way back to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve heeded the voice of the serpent. Adam heeded the voice of his wife and sin entered into this world. And when God came to meet them in the evening like he always did, do you know why Adam and Eve hid? Adam said, I heard your voice. How sad that is. At one point, that voice of God was something that they enjoyed in the evening, in the cool of the evening. And now because of sin, he hid because of the voice of God. Listen, for those of you that do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, the voice of God is a terrifying thing. Terrifying thing. But for those of us who are of God, for those of us who have heard that word of truth and we believed. Oh, what a wonderful thing it is to hear the voice of God. And Satan wants nothing more than to allow other voices, the voices of this world, to not only oppose God's voice, but to blot it out, to suppress it, so that we don't hear the voice. Listen, the Lord's voice is all that matters. It's the only voice to follow. Let's pray.
Our Father, we, uh, we acknowledge this morning, I acknowledge this morning that um, there are many voices in my life that have blotted out, have suppressed your voice. Lord God, I just would ask that you would help us to heed um, the voice of God. No other voice matters. Just the voice of our Lord Jesus. We're so thankful that there was a time in our lives where that voice called out to us and invited us to come. And we heard that voice. And we trusted in you. And we're so thankful for the relationship that we have with you now. And how Satan hates that. And how he wants nothing more than to suppress that voice. So, Lord God, I just pray again that you would uh, give us ears to hear this morning, Lord. That we would not harden our hearts, Lord. That we would not be rebellious or turn away. Lord, pray this morning that nobody would be listening to my voice. That they'd be hearing only your voice this morning. Lord God, and even through this week, may we be ones who heed our Father and our Mother's instruction for our younger ones here. Lord God, help us to heed godly counsel when it's necessary. Lord God, help us to heed godly instruction, godly reproof from the teachers that you've put in our lives. Lord God, help us to heed wisdom. Help us to listen to the voice of our Savior, the Lord Jesus. We ask all these things again that we may be able to enjoy an abundant life that you've given us, and that we may be able to glorify your Son. It's in his name we pray. Amen.